speaking, I would confidently say 90% of the players that go through the experiences in the very beginning, they're not questioning the read. What they have to gain a better understanding for is how they aim and how they actually physically see straight as straight. Because let's right. not let's not forget a player's body's at a forward bend and then they're looking down a target line and aim point and their head is at a sideways tilt. So you're basically not able to see straight as straight. It's really hard to do that. So players have to learn how to aim. And I have some really interesting tactics that I'm, I'm willing to share with you. Um, Like the laser. That's something that I've tried. And I just realized I was when I, this was what, maybe a couple years ago, like two years ago, I'd pointed everything like left and up. And it was like, like John had me do it from uh from trails from yeah. the trip shout out to john yeah. peterson big fan of the pot he loves the pot so like I, he put this uh this laser on my putter and i just i thought it was aimed straight but it was not anywhere close i mean and if you've never done that how are you supposed to how are you supposed to know like you have to kind of go out and do these things i think like you have to use these tools right yeah i mean i i would say for what you just brought up right there um most players can't, they can't see their line and they're always right. aiming as a left aimer and then they're shoving the ball, shoving the face, moving the face. Right. So the ball is directed back on their line or they're aiming right and they're hooking the ball back on their line. So mm-hmm. a lot of what I do and, and a lot of what I feel is important for a player is to identify what eye they can focus better with. And if they right. can take that focusing eye, which is their dominant, eye, we'll call it. Some players can't actually physically do this so again it doesn't work for everybody but most players have a great deal of success improving their aim if in fact they can take their dominant eye and they can shut their dominant eye upon aiming the face then they can toggle and bug crawl their non shut their dominant eye so basically use their non-dominant eye to aim believe me we haven't had cocktails yet, so I'm not I'm not tripping <laughs> on my on my words, but the dominant eye shuts down, so the non-dominant eye tracks. So if you think about your non-dominant eye, it's going to go forward yeah. and back. Your body's at a tilt. You're looking down and back and forth. You're bug crawling your non-dominant eye back and forth. If you have both eyes open, you have one mm-hmm. eye that goes one way, and you have the other eye that goes up and around your nose, right? So mm-hmm. you're basically looking right and then left. So it's really interesting to try. Um, yeah. So how do you I find would, your dominant eye? Can you give us that tip? Before? Yeah. I mean, it's real simple. There's a lot of different yeah. tactics. People that have thrown darts uh, yeah. typically are going to shut their non-dominant eye. Yeah. Uh, people that play pool are going to typically close their non-dominant eye, and that's going right. to leave their dominant eye open. If you get into like a shooting of a weapon, which is a controversial topic these days. Yeah. Um, We're in California. At, <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, um, I do this with a lot of players, and I'll basically look with both of my hands – Uh, in this triangle form, I'll look through there. And if I can actually see something specific with both eyes open, and then I close my non-dominant eye and I can still see it, that confirms that I would be, in that case, right eye dominant. Mm -hmm. So whichever eyes open and you can still see the object that you were initially seeing with both eyes open, that confirms your eye dominance. Okay, that's a great So what I do with players when they have terrible aim tactics is I just simply get them to close their dominant eye and that dominant eye being closed, it eliminates them having aim 
irregularities, basically the the aiming issues that basically allow people to aim left and right and then manipulate mm. the heck out of the motion. So I that's, find that that's problem with like when I aim a putt, like I because I usually use a line. I like will put the line down. I'm like, oh, this is just a tasty, juicy line. Like this is going in, and then I'll take a step back. I'll look, and it's like aim like 90 degrees to the other way. I'm like, dude, who put this ball down? Like, what am I doing right now? But yeah. that's a great tip. Yeah. Well, I mean, think think about you when you line that golf ball up. You're probably yeah. behind the golf ball, and you probably have both eyes open. Yeah. And you're probably doing that with your eyes, my man. Right. Yeah. So one one eye is going left, one eye is going right. And you're lining the ball up and you're, you know, again, I mean that in reality, that's a big key if you can line the ball up, but if you can do it accurately, uh-huh. then more power to you. But most people can't actually line the golf ball up accurately because they're behind the ball looking this way, where right. in most cases, players are going to have success if they actually position their dominant eye behind the ball and they yeah. look down that line. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like right eye, right eye dominant players or left eye dominant players position your body aside so your dominant eye can actually physically look up or down that line. And it makes a huge difference. Again, you won't be the guy or gal. And, and again, not not pointing blame to anybody that does this, but the players who line the golf ball up and it takes a minute and a half to do that. Like yeah. you are radically slowing down golf. You're radically slowing down your group. You're pissing people off that ultimately want to play golf in a a fairly faster fashion. And if you're doing that on every hole, every single putt, trying to be perfect with that line, you know, you've got something coming And Eventually what ultimately you got to do is you got to clean up that process. And that process is to just find a way to get yourself lining up the golf ball quicker, more accurately. Uh, Obviously I've got a lot of solutions for that. that I can help Mm -hmm. people with. All right. So kind of going back into aim point though, like, can we talk about the variables and tell me when, if, tell me when, like, if my question is like too, you know, like, cause obviously you can't tell everyone here, you know, on the pod, they have to take the, the lesson. So like, when you think about the variables that exist and just your training, like, you know, what are the components of, uh, of aim point? Like, how do you like to just kind of like pitch aim point to someone? Yeah. I mean, there's aim point certified instructors all over the entire world. Mark's done a fantastic job hand selecting all these guys and gals that um, go through continued education every single year. And they make sure that what we're teaching is very consistent, but um, some of us take it a little bit more serious and have turned this into a little bit more of a, of a specific part of our business. And that's ultimately what I've done. I've, uh, I've turned this into a major niche in my business. Um, Super passionate about it. I think anybody that, is around me and understands, you know, what I bring to the table um, is is centered around a, a very clear, very detail-oriented, simplistic way of taking the simplicity of Aimpoint and turning it into a routine for any putt. So, back to your question, you know, the variables you've got you've got side tilt of slope, and that's primarily what we are going to teach players to understand how to feel, how to identify. Players are going to feel and identify small and big slopes. And most of the time, people don't know how to actually physically feel different slopes. So you'll either go through a class and you'll go through slope training, or you'll have to have some sort of aim point specific slope board that are made in Italy for aim point coaches. And these slope boards are basically tools that are in people's living rooms or studios, and they're teaching players how to feel different slopes. And quite frankly, that's the first part of it because right. the side tilt of the slope is everything. Um, mm-hmm. You've got grain and you've got wind. 
those typically are going to impact and influence a change to the speed of the putt. So, you know, again, going back to the big three, you've got read, you've got aim, you've got speed. How can we determine what the read is? Again, the read is the amount of break aside the golf hole. And it's typically plus or minus an inch. That's ultimately how accurate Aimpoint Express really is. It has nothing to do with what your eyes see. It has everything to do with what your body feels through your feet. Players feel the fall in the slope or the tilt in the slope. They might feel it in pressure in their feet. They might feel it in knees. They might feel it in glutes, hips, collarbones. Right. I've, I've kind of seen it all at this stage. Now, I've, I've been lucky enough to, to, again, learn Aimpoint in 2000 seven and eight from Tim. And then ultimately I um, became a certified coach through Mark in, you know, the 2012 timeframe. So I think it was mm -hmm. right around there. So, I mean, really, truly what it comes down to is, is having a, ha having an approach when you walk up to a putt, whether you're walking from the cart path or you're walking up with your golf bag, you put your bag down, you mark your golf ball, you get into your read so you can identify what the slope is. And you do this in a little bit different way for short and long putts. And I'm not going to get into that because through my contract, I can't give the how-to information. Right. But you're using your body to feel the tilt of the slope. And then from there, you have a system. And you have a system that holds up fingers. And you hold up fingers to actually physically allow you to determine the amount of break based right. off the tilt of the slope. And then the bottom line is you've got wind and you've got grain and those are really the last two things um, that are going to influence the player to make adjustments with their arm angle right. so you may see a player out at uh, augusta and they may be um you know in here with with a an arm bend that's fairly close to them right they're playing a lot of break on that particular putt but they're basing it off of hitting the putt with a conservative style speed because the speed of the putting surface is so fast at Augusta. Mm -hmm. And then if you have a guy that's on um, sandy, slow greens uh, down in Mexico, we'll call it. Right. So sandy, slow, that, that same scenario, the player is going to push their arm out away from them to play basically less break and to hit that particular putt with firmer pace. So right. that's the most I can get into the speed concepts, okay. but you know, players basically are, are going to have to master the green reading skills. Mm -hmm. And I go through basically inside four feet and I tell them, teach them to master four foot putts, give them really a clear roadmap for that. And then we get into single breaking. Then we get into multiple breaking putts where you've got multiple slopes, multiple tiers. You learn how to make adjustments on the fly and nothing about aim point is fixed. I mean, everything is natural. Everything is athletic. And probably one of the most important things that is misconceived is that aim point is not athletic and it's not flexible and right. players don't adapt on the golf course when they deal with uphill and downhill putts and down grain and, and up grain and cross grain and maybe, you know, super windy downwind. So, you know, every player that goes through any sort of training is going to be a little bit more capable of understanding uh, how to make those necessary adjustments for those different conditions. And that's, yeah. that's what makes a player dangerous when right. they can um, make those adjustments on the fly and they can be confident about the read and they can make the, that perfect adjustment for pace and speed. And it literally, again, it gets down to the accuracy of 
plus an inch or minus an inch. That's how accurate Aimpoint really truly is. So yeah. it's fantastic for anybody to go through. No, it's it awesome. And- it's cool to hear. But but also like one thing I want to like dive into more specifically because like you hear about okay, you hear about physics, you hear about these variables, and and maybe you know it could sound confusing. It can sound like a lot, but in the in reality, like kind of just going back and hearing what you had previously said, like you're able to teach this system, this framework to little kids, six-year-olds, yeah. right? Toddlers. So like, let's talk a little bit about that. Like it's easier to understand. You just have to like give it, you know, the time and, and practice it. Right. But then once you have these foundation, this framework, I mean, you're able to leverage just the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some continued training that's involved in, you know, in the, in the process of learning and perfecting some of the stuff. I don't know if we ever perfect it. Um, Mark's been really good about always adding new layers of, of thinking and learning, uh, especially mm-hmm. for coaches. So we can go to our audience of players and we can say, Hey, I need to get you in here. I need to show you this. And uh, it's, it's not a, it's not a pitch to try to generate lesson revenue. Again, it's, right. it's getting a player to realize, Hey, I need to see you for half an hour or come, you know, come to my advanced class and go through this. And you're going to take these three new nuggets and apply those into your process. Um, you know, the, the young kids, again, when I, when I learned that Mark basically called the Aimpoint Express, the first version of it, the thumbs up read, that's basically where you start to learn that the width of typically the finger, this, this is where personalization for me as a coach goes into it because some people have shoestring fry or like steak fry, sausage fry fingers, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but those players have to know what they're looking at with their fingers and the thumbs up approach in my eyes was a very simple thing. The kid could look at and go, oh, the, the flag is here and I'm literally trying to hit it here. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we started to evolve and turn that into a, a green reading approach in a system that was just like, it was just awesome for any level player, any age to go through and just kind of give them a very simple checklist of events that they go through. And it literally is a player is given 10 seconds. And that 10 second window is like, get your job done, walk up, mark your ball, clean it, toss it to your daddy caddy, whatever, whoever's your caddy Mm -hmm. and get into your read and confidently come back with a decision made and literally implement that decision for the putt. Like literally it's that quick of a decision and you're done. All you're into is your practice stroke and then get up there and hit it. And like the mind is only going to work and complicate things when you take more time and you look at more angles from behind the ball, behind the hole, uh, go to the middle, do the Phil Mickelson looking down with like three, four, five, six, seven practice strokes. Next thing you know, your routine's like four minutes, all of the playing partners. And now the rules officials on your, your group, because you're playing so slowly because you're making so many extra things happen. And honestly, then you forget to even hit it with good speed because you're so Mm -hmm. caught up in like, oh, shoot, what is the read? Should I play more break? Should I not play more break? So it is it is really, really simple. But I would definitely ensure making sure that your listeners go into a setting with a certified aim point coach, because there's a lot of manipulated uh, stories about aim point Mm -hmm. with people that have maybe gone to it and not gone through the actual certification process as an instructor. So, you know, make sure if you're going to try to learn Aimpoint, go to aimpointgolf.com and just, just pull up the instructor in your area. And uh, I think you'll confidently walk away from that experience and you'll be pretty floored with the fact that you can get on the greens and you can be like, 
this is awesome. I literally yeah. don't have to panic about what this putt's going to do. I have a mindset.